The Guardian. Got a metal Cytex door here. Uh, we've got no lock or keys, so there has to be someone in the property at all times to also, if someone comes to the door, we have to go and make sure we open it for them. No this is Catherine. She's been squatting in Hackney for the past two and a half years. Um, there's some graffiti on the walls from the previous squatters. When we got here, there was bags of food rubbish, flies. It was a real health hazard. So we like cleaned it up and tidied up all the rubbish. After a three-month consultation period into squatting, the government here. proposes to criminalise it. It's is this the end for squatters' rights? That have been empty for over seven years. With 700,000 empty homes in the UK and an increasing homelessness problem, is squatting justified? The housing charity Crisis say that 40% of homeless people escape sleeping rough by finding disused buildings to stay in. Catherine claims she has no alternative. I feel I have to live in London. I tried to live and, live and work in many other places in the UK and found that there simply wasn't the jobs for me. Um, when I eventually got a job, it was a short-term contract, so I would never know when my job was going to finish. So I didn't feel in a position to be able to put down a deposit and sign a 12-month lease. Uh, this is my room here. Um, this is Sam playing the guitar. He's an excellent guitarist and fantastic singer-songwriter. Hello. Uh, yeah, I'm here and I'm squatting because I don't have any alternative, just like most people that are squatting. Uh, squatters in general want to move into a building that's been left, abandoned, unlooked after and uh, live there and generally fix it. The kind of people that need a place to sleep yeah, don't have the kind of job that people who are in uh, settled, settled situations do have. It's these people that criticise squatters don't, haven't had to live on the street. They haven't had to battle with the endless um, housing problems that people have. Okay, so we're just going up the stairs. Um, you can see we've rigged up a rope with um, a little wind chime on the end. So if anyone's at the door, they can ring the bell. So you can see a lot of people come here when they've got, they've had problems in their lives. They've got to a situation where they don't have any other choice but to live in a squat. And when they live, we eat together, we cook together, we fix things together. Uh, this is the kitchen. We've got one hob, which doesn't work very well. Someone donated a slow cooker. We've got a steamer, a George Foreman and a kettle and a microwave. And that's about some total of our cooking capabilities. And we managed to feed 15 people with that. We get a lot of our food from, from bins that's been thrown out. And um, because we have such limited cooking facilities, we also need, a, we need to cook as a, as a team because otherwise it wouldn't work because <laughs> we don't have enough big pans and there's only one hot plate. Uh, we were evicted from our last property at half seven in the morning by high court bailiffs with dogs and quite a big camera with a big light on it. And there was around about 20 police officers and maybe 30 high court bailiffs to evict 14 people. Um, we have always, from the beginning, tried to approach the owner, talk to the owner, enter into a dialogue with them. We've had a website, we've had the doors open, so at any time they could have come and talked to us, but instead what they chose to do was spend money that was supposed to be for the poor of the borough on evicting us um, in quite a costly, violent way. I um, was 
jumped from behind by about five of these big guys. Um, they forced me out of the property without warning, despite the fact that we were cooperating. We were just trying to get our stuff out. Uh, I was left with bruises on my arm. They quite violently bashed my nose. Um, so yeah, every time you get evicted, you really have to start all over again. If you had another choice, you would take it. Like, squatting is not some kind of easy way out. Where my wife comes from, they shoot squatters, screamed the Daily Mail headline, after Dr Oliver Cockrell's new home in West Hampstead was occupied by squatters for two weeks. And I'm outside the home now. And it's a lovely flat-fronted property in a very leafy suburban street. It stands out from all of the other properties because there's a rather prominent sign in the, the window, the front window, with red writing which says, Warning! guard dogs patrol these grounds. There's also what looks like a court order on the front of the door. I think that was the court order Dr Cockrell got to, to get the squatters out and to make sure that no one else moves in. There's a, an interesting history to this because Dr Cockrell's wife was pregnant, they'd bought the house and they were going to move into it but they wanted to renovate it first and to build uh, a nursery and so the property was empty and that was the point at which the squatters moved in. I've met a, a lady on the street and she's been telling me a bit about um, what it was like when the squatters were here. I understand they were quite noisy. Uh, there was, I heard that there was one evening where they had a, a party in their garden and behaved very badly and the language was not very nice. They would have gone in there saying, well, it was empty and uh, we don't like empty properties and you know, we need somewhere to live. So if we've got empty properties and we need somewhere to live, why don't uh, we, we just occupy that property? What do you think of that? I think it's appalling. Somebody owns that house, somebody paid for it and was waiting to move in. They have no right. It's like stealing. I just think the whole thing is appalling. And the judge apparently said that um, squatters enhance a property. They um, don't damage it. They, it's lived in and it's cared for, which is totally untrue. Not cared for. I mean, that property has now been stripped basically inside and red redone. So the squatters were here for two weeks. Tell me what that was like. It was um, quite disturbing because obviously at first we thought they were new neighbours and we thought maybe we should get to know them but they were very loud all the time and playing really loud music and we just noticed more and more people coming to the house. So it was, um, they weren't very pleasant to live next to. We did think about talking to them but, you know, being squatters and thought we didn't really think they listened to us. What was it like the day they left? It was a relief <laughs> to have um, to won't be living next to people like that again, and also to know that you know it's it's almost like a justice because people have bought the house next door. They deserve to live in it. You know, they they it belongs to them, not to people who just decide to to walk in and own a space. It feels like you've been mugged. It felt like when I got my car stolen and um, but sort of like 100 times worse it, you, you feel I've come along to Dr Cockrell's surgery in Harley Street I want to know what it feels like to have strangers move in to your dream home and just a surreal disbelief that, that, that such a thing could happen just really <laughs> miserable what did you do initially did you make any attempt to reason with them yeah so I, I immediately clicked what was going on because there's been quite a lot of in the press recently about squatters and uh, so first the first port of call was was to see if I could buy them out um, because I thought 
I mean, basically everyone has their price, and uh, it, I, I knew what a nightmare it was in terms of trying to remove them anyway, and I thought that was the easiest thing. So I spoke to a chap who's perfectly pleasant, um, and they just said that they that, f- that the, m- the money offered them wasn't enough, and you know, would I consider upping my offer? But I mean, as there were 11, 14 of them, it was obviously going to take quite a lot of money. I mean, the worst thing was that the smell was so overpowering. A, 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 a rather reminded me of my youth in horrible nightclubs in Camden Town in the 1980s. A combination of such strong smell of alcohol, cigarettes, stale bodies, and one or two slightly nastier smells that I don't like to recall. So it all mixed in, and it was so strong that. Um, I mean, when we went into the house, me and my wife had to cover our nose. I mean, it was just un- overwhelming. And then the, the, all the carpets and the floors had been ruined and the, and the, the white walls were then grey, you know, with sort of grubby marks and things, plus, you know, the whole pile of beer cans and other detritus. And so, yeah, I mean, it looked like a squat, basically. It's obviously made you think about squatting. Has it changed your view at all? Because proponents for squatting will say, look, we have people, they're homeless. There are a multitude of empty properties doesn't it make sense for those for them to utilise those properties? But I, I wonder if you would share that view, having had personal experience. Yeah, I mean, I've obviously become quite interested in the whole um, issue now that I uh, have had personal experience. I mean, the trouble is, is that the the what the squatters are proposing is anarchy, which is possession by the strong, um, and taken to its natural con- conclusion. Um, I mean, the it would lay open the possession of any property by anyone you know, who's got the means to get access to that property and keep it. So, so actually the, the squatter's idea is, a, is an idea born of anarchy, which is what they believe in, which is anarchy. I mean, the whole point is they don't want to participate in society, pay taxes, get jobs, um, indulge, do things that all of us are forced to do. Um, they want to live outside society and take advantage of of the fact that, that you know they can get away with it without participating, and and so therefore if if we're I mean law is to protect the weak in fact, um, and although I you know I'm clearly um, not one of the weak because I've got a job I've got the money to pay for solicitors. Um, and I was able to expel the, the, the squatters. In fact, there are many people, in fact, the vast majority of people, you know, especially pensioners, who would not have, have that wherewithal to find the money to pay f- for a solicitor's fees, and you know, they would not get their house back. And joining me to discuss the implications of this, I'm joined by Shiv Malik of The Guardian, the Conservative councillor and doyen of Conservative Home Harry Phibbs, and from Squash, a squatters' action group, we have Reuben Taylor. Welcome to all of you. Hi. Hello. Reuben, um, I went to see Dr Cockrell earlier, who uh, had his place in uh, West, uh, northwest London squatted, and he's had to th- spend thousands of pounds removing squatters uh, and redecorating uh, after they made such a mess. Now, it does seem that the law protected the squatters, but not him. How's that fair? Um, I'm afraid as far as I understand, when the squatters left that property, they actually left it in a very good good condition and spent a long time tidying up. They tidied up before Um, they went? Yeah, they did, absolutely, yeah. Um, And the fact is that, 
you know, we're in the middle of a homeless, of a housing crisis with many, many people facing homelessness. Um, and I think that we need to be thinking about the needs of those people before we start criminalising the victims of this crisis. That's fair enough. But, I mean, let's just go back to that property. Because I mean, it's going to be a certain element of he says, she says. But, yeah. Um, he says it was in dreadful state. He's had to spend a lot of money um, getting it back to where it was, that even now... Um, having bought what he thought was his dream home, you know, the, 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 the dream has died in a way that it smells and that, uh, you know, that, that, that it's needed a lot of building work just to get back to where it was. I mean, that's not fair on him, is it? Well, I mean, as you say, let's not get into some forward and backwards about, you know, I say this, he says that. Um, the, the fact is that those people did clean the building before they left. And the fact is also that what squatters do is that they move into, generally, into long-term abandoned buildings and bring those buildings back into use and put yeah. a lot of effort and energy into making buildings habitable again, which have fallen into disrepair. So was that case a mistake? Because that wasn't a property that was in long-term um, vacancy. Um, it was just being renovated for him to move into. I think, of course, um, the law already protects people that are resident in their building um, and if people do squat a building that already has people living in it that's actually already criminal under the law and is of course a mistake as well you know squatters know what it is to be homeless they don't seek to make anybody homeless to push them out of their home um, of course not so there's something of a misunderstanding there, I think yeah. absolutely yeah well of course there's been a lot of work done on this and a recent study by the Centre for Regional Economic and Social Research, I think that's at Hallam University in Sheffield, uh, shows that 40% of homeless people sleep in squats. Harry, um, is there any use in criminalising them? I think, of course, they should be criminalised. And I think it's absolutely an astonishing quirk in the law that, um, that, that it wasn't already um, criminal. I can understand, you, you know, in the 1970s, you get some, um, you know, some, some, some kind of anti-capitalist property is theft theft sort of political protest often from middle class people who could who could perfectly well um afford to make their own arrangements for housing but thought it was a great sort of radical um chic to occupy somebody else's um house but it i mean this we wouldn't we wouldn't apply the same logic to anything else would be the, the idea that you can seize um someone else's property and and even if you don't even if you do end up returning it and you don't completely um destroy it. I mean, you wouldn't have that, um, you know, if someone, someone took, your, took your car and they said, oh, well, don't worry, I haven't actually destroyed it, or they abduct your child and they say, well, actually, I haven't done any, um, caused any injury to your child. I mean, it's the most, it's the most um, extraordinary logic, and uh, I, I, think it's, I think it's absolutely outrageous that um, squatting, squatting's gone on for as long as it has, and I think it's long overdue that the government's um, doing something about it. Because people don't need to have a car, people need to have somewhere to sleep, so the two aren't quite the same, are they? Well, the point, of, the point is that we've got, <clears throat> if, if we're talking about how we can, how we can get more, um, more housing, how we can uh, deal with the um, problem of councils having empty, empty properties that, that shows inefficiency on their part, if we're talking about privately owned empty properties and how could we provide uh, encouragement to, to people to uh, feel confident in, in renting them out rather than um, leaving them empty, then that's, then that's a perfectly um, sensible debate to have. But I don't think squatting helps. It, it actually, it's actually quite disruptive if you've got a council property and squatters come in, then that, then that um, means that the people on the, on the waiting list who, who might not be, you know, sort of radical chic middle-class students, but people actually in genuine genuine need of a settled um, 
uh, uh, home um, are, are finding that that's, that that's disrupted by the selfishness of the squatters um, queue jumping and some of them might uh, might not trash the place but uh, uh, others 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 often do which but that but that to my mind um, compounds the the uh, the basic um, offense and the basic arrogance of them of them thinking they can um, uh, go and ha- have something that doesn't belong to them Shiv, we can argue about whether or not we actually needed to criminalize them um, or whether there are other ways but certainly things need some clarity don't they Yes. I mean, at the moment, it seems that ministers and MPs are also getting this law wrong. And there's a lot of to trip up over. Uh, I mean, the first things first to say really is that the, the law as it stands, uh, and the government has recognised this in their own consultation document, what they've said is that, yes, we understand that the law is this. If you squat someone's home where they live you and displace a resident, and that's the technical term for it, um, uh, or, or someone intending, like Dr Cockrell, to move in, um, then uh, that's a criminal offence. And that means that the police should be called and the police are there to deal with that. Uh, in no case is that a civil matter. Uh, interestingly, of course, Grant Shapps, who's the ha- housing minister, has come out and said, in some respects, sort of opposite to that, or blurred the lines in many cases, um, confusing terms like homeowner, someone who owns a home, and uh, someone's home. If it then, you know, these terms get interchangeably used and, uh, and it causes a lot of confusion, in- including the police, of course, who then think, well, you know, this is all, uh, squatting is all a civil offence. Um, the problem is also is that, well, what do you exactly criminalise here? Uh, if you're intending to move the law on, so you have lots of unoccupied buildings and you want to criminalise that kind of squatting too, uh, where you're not, you know, pushing anyone else out their home, it's just an empty building, uh, then at the moment, it, the offence traditionally is, is trespass. Uh, now, if you criminalise trespass, what other people have been saying is that, well, hang on, uh, there's lots of other offences which are also trespass, which are you know, going to be caught up in this. For example, uh, student occupations is, is, another, is a form of protest. Uh, that will also be criminalised. Uh, uh, union sit-ins, that's a form of trespass if you want. Uh, uh, and if uh, you know, people want to crack down on them, again, that could be seen as a, as a criminal offence. So it the squatting legis- uh, yeah. legislation could actually drag in Indeed. a whole manner of other kind Indeed. of... Indeed. It's to me like a thoroughly, a thoroughly good idea. Students, if students want to have a demonstration, they should have a, they should have a uh, lawful demonstration on the, on the street. The idea that students should be, should be allowed to... To um, occupy buildings and cause and cause disruption of that kind using property that doesn't belong to them. Um, well, so but, you want, you want, but you want precisely defined law, don't you? You don't want laws that have been passed to do one thing that actually kind of accidentally also encompass another activity. Sure, but the principle behind the law should be based on on respect for um, property rights. And 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 if the if if the law is failing to um, carry out that, then the law needs to be. Um, strengthened and clarified. Uh, this is another really interesting point here is that communities often find unoccupied buildings uh, and, and buildings that are kept vacant by landlords because obviously it's a great tax write-off to be able to have this kind of unoccupied building because you can say, look, I'm not claiming any rent on it, I should get a tax write-off. They keep it empty for many, many years. And there's lots of other tricks of these trades that, they, that landlords employ to keep buildings empty. They want to keep them empty. And communities hate this. They absolutely despise the fact that there's ugly, lumpen building in the middle of their community that's just you know, used by drug dealers and for other more hideous criminal offences in, in many respects. So, um, you know, the question is then, what do you do with that? You know, how do you force landlords actually you do to not, bring... You should not force people to do anything with their own property. What I'm absolutely in favour of, though, is to, is to ask why is it that people um, should, should choose to keep um, buildings empty, which is, which is a strange thing. I've, I've got a, 
a, a flat that I that I rent out. If if the if the tenants tenants move out, then you know my my finances would go into complete meltdown unless I unless I can get somebody else in to um, to, to to pay the rent to uh, meet the mortgage. Let me just bring... I, I'd be extremely I'd be extremely anxious to avoid it. You know that 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 property being um, being em- empty for um, for more than a day or two. So let, let it's, me just... it's, it's strange that people do find that they want to leave their properties empty. But what we should be doing is is finding is finding ways that would in, encourage them to make that to make that choice to to make use of their assets it, it, we, we should not in a free society be um be, be forcing them to do anything let me t- bring ruben in here from your point of view is squatting a, a sort of community service i think that many squats um do bring very positive things into their communities as shiv was saying having empty buildings in the heart of your community is extremely bad for the community um, and the building falling into degradation is extremely bad for neighboring properties as well um, and so we find that many communities that have squatters in their in their midst are very supportive of those squatters um, as an example of a squat down near to Heathrow Airport where the squatters were actually invited by the local community to take over an abandoned property that was attracting criminality, attracting antisocial behaviour um, and have now turned that property back into a vibrant market garden which provides a community hub for local people where they can drop in and have tea anytime. It's difficult though, isn't it? Because unless the community actually specifically call squatters in as you say happened there then the squatters are making their own judgment as to whether or not that building needs to be occupied for themselves and for the good of the community i mean who are they to make that choice for sure i don't i wouldn't argue that most squatters are moving in intentionally for the good of the community squatters are moving in because they need a home squatters are homeless people who are looking for somewhere to house themselves and so they take over abandoned, long-term, empty, abandoned properties and turn them back into use. So it's a beneficial spin-off. It's a beneficial spin-off, exactly. It's not what necessarily motivates squatters in the first place. That's the need for a roof over their heads. I mean, Harry, there are an awful uh, lot of, uh, of people squatting. Um, 20,000, I think, has been one government figure. If you're going to criminalise them, where are you going to put them all? The jails are full. Well, we need to, we need to create more um, housing, and, um, and, and, that's, and that's a much, a much bigger debate which i don't um i don't shrink from at all as i say i think i think that a lot of these a lot of the squatters um would be in a financial position to uh, pay for their own housing they're not all um really unemployed even those who are unemployed would be entitled to housing benefits so it's you know, the idea that, i mean the implication of your of your question that you know, they weren't if they weren't squatting they'd be um you know they'd be they'd be sleeping rough on the on the streets um I, I don't accept. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it's absolutely untrue that squatters could generally afford to pay for their own accommodation. I don't know any squatters that could afford to pay for their own accommodation. Well, what are they? Um, if, I, if they're either in, in, in work, then they could be. They should be earning earning money to um, to pay rent. If they're if they're not in work, if they're unemployed, then they'd be entitled to um, housing benefits, and so they could p- pay the rent that way. I don't I don't see. Um, a scenario where where anybody who's squatting, if they weren't squatting, they would be forced to sleep rough on the streets. I think there is a figure. That, I think there is a figure. Let me just put this in: that forty percent of people who are homeless have uh, have squatted. So a large percentage of people um, are not uh, in, in a position just to go out and work. You know, they ha- have been homeless and would say that that's the reason that they're squatting. Um, yeah, but it's not. But it's not a valid reason, is it? Because homeless is not the same as um, roofless. And you got you got. Um, uh, uh, well, on those figures, um, most homeless most homeless people who who would uh, make use of the um, 
alternatives that, that, that you know that we might be pretty unsatisfactory might involve being being placed in temporary accommodation in hostel accommodation on the on the waiting list for something better but nevertheless they don't um take the illegal action of just of just deciding that they can um, they'll they'll go and live in well, in someone else's property interestingly obviously it's not illegal that's the point it's not illegal to enter someone's building in in that in that respect it's trespass it's a civil offence you would want to make it illegal that, that that's a different matter but it's just to get that right no, no, it's, it's, not offense. Actually... it's still illegal isn't it what the argument of whether it should be a civil offence or a criminal offence and i think that no no no, no I'm, I'm, a, I'm not a, yeah. i'm not a i'm not a lawyer but they but but it, i mean clearly clearly it it, it, it is um, it is breaking the law, and it's a question of making the law um, stronger and making the making the law faster and more effective to enforce. But uh, interesting, the, the, the squatters that I spoke to have spoke to quite a few now, uh, and uh, and they say actually this is the big society uh, in action. They don't want to be reliant on the state. They don't want to be reliant on a state handouts and institutionalised through through homelessness sort of action that the, the state provides. And this is their outlet. So they feel that they're creating something. Often taking buildings occupied for many many years. I mean, there's lots of them around the country. Um, and uh, and doing something good with them. I mean, do you think this is not the big society route out? I don't. I think that, I think that that in terms of the big society, what is um, unacceptable is is for the is for the state to have lots of buildings that are that are sitting empty. And I think there should be a, a, a you know policy. Um, Mechanism to sort that out—a sort of trigger mechanism where, whereby things that are, buildings that are left empty for more than a, more than a certain period of time, say um, six months, when they're owned by owned by the public sector, should be you know sort of use it or lose it that the that the relevant local council or, or quango or whatever should uh, should should be obliged to to put it up for sale. Let me and, just ask Ruben to, to, to get more housing and housing available um, available that way. But no, I don't think squatting is the answer. Harry, let me just ask Ruben: um, Do you see yourself as uh, the big part of the big society, or do you see any? advantage in this on a big society idea for you if, if there is a community element to, to, to what squatters do? I certainly think it's completely bizarre having it coming from a, um, a conservative government, this idea that what we should do is we should transfer all the costs of housing these 20,000 people, which currently is cost-free to the taxpayer, and put that all onto the state. Um, and to, you know, the conservative government's coalition government has failed to explain how it proposes to pay for these measures, um, which are going to put massive extra burden onto the housing system, onto homelessness providers, and on, of course onto the police and the judiciary who will have to enact these measures. Well, it's not cost-free, is it? Because if you're if if, if you're if you're a private owner of the um, property, then it, it prevents you using the property yourself or, or or renting it out to somebody else if it's occupied by squatters. Should you choose to do that, and if it's something like um a council flat, then it um, means that means that instead of being able to place people from the waiting list in, on, onto that into that flat on the basis of their um, housing need, that that process is is disrupted. Where you've got these um, squatters coming in who have who have jumped the queue, uh, as I say, who often who often would come from um, trendy middle class backgrounds, you know, read newspapers such as the Observer, for example, and could be perfectly well able to make their own arrangements. And they're and they're blocking people in in genuine need. And I, I, I don't I don't see any um, moral justification for their behaviour at all. What with the, the, the what's happening at Dale Farm with the travellers and and now this um, proposed legislation with squatters, don't you risk kind of lapsing back into being the nasty party? Um, I, I, I don't think so at all. I think squatting is nasty. I think the, the, the situation that where we had in the 1970s of, and it was the joke when people came back from holiday and they said, oh, oh no, we've been 
burgled. Oh, thank goodness we've only been burgled. At least it wasn't. Um, at least we haven't been squatted. I mean, that that is um, just as it's unpleasant being being burgled. In many ways, it's um, it's worse to find that you're you've you're, uh, you, you've suffered from squatters invading your um, home. And I think it's um, by the way, I think it's particularly surprising that uh, squatters are able to get legal aid. I mean, that's something the government is <laughs> tackling as well. And uh, I think the uh, it, it's it's long overdue for the law to be sorted out. Just a quick sure. question: do, do you accept at least that the law does uh, that the, the law exists? that if you would never come home from holiday and find your home squatted and then not be able to call the police instantly. Do you accept that? Harry? Sorry? Well, what, that, that was, I mean, I know that was the situation that, that, that there was a genuine problem in the, in the 1970s. Yes, and they changed the law in 1977. And uh, from now, from then on, do you accept that it's the case that you would never come home from holiday and then not be able to call the police and then them not be able to instantly act in the cases like that? Well, I, I'm, I'm pleased that I know I'm pleased that the situation has changed from the 1970s. But 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 my my point is that even if you even if you have a um, a property that's left empty for for some period of time for whatever reason you choose to leave it empty, that that, that remains your property and it's still. Um, a, a, a absolutely horrendous situation to, to, to have uh, to have people occupying your property. So in a sense, Shaps is wrong to be worried about people coming home from holiday like the cockerels and not being able to call the police. In fact, he should have been advising them to call the police because that is actually a criminal offence. Well, the, the um, I, I know that this I know that the legal situation is 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 improved from the 1970s. But, it was a long time ago. But, but it was 40 not, years but ago. It, 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 but it obviously, but obviously um, there is still a problem. And to people to talk as if the thing was sorted out and there wasn't a problem, um, there is a problem. And that's the debate. I mean, the debate, the argument is whether people um, should have respect for um, property or whether people should be allowed to squat. I mean, it's no good saying that there isn't a problem with with squatting. It's just some theoretical thing because obviously there is still a genuine problem. Ruben, what should have happened here? Um, just to just to respond to this, the the problem is the problem of homelessness, um, and as long as people continue to be homeless, people will continue to use empty buildings to house themselves. No legislation is going to change that. So criminalising the people that do that is not going to solve this problem. Um, and the reason why squatting continues and persists is because people continue to be homeless. Let's deal with that first before we start criminalising them. Well, are you saying if someone feels a bit peckish, it should be legal for them to go and steal food from a supermarket? Or, or you know, if somebody fancied a beer, they should be able to go and um, steal some booze from an off-licence? It's, it's, uh, I mean, it's a completely flawed um, line of reasoning. I'm sorry, but um, I think if somebody was starving and they took an apple from the front of a supermarket to feed themselves, I think it would be rather heartless of the government to throw them into prison yes, for that. But as, you, but as you know, there's a, there, there already is um, vast sums of money spent in, on, uh, for people who don't, have, um, who don't have work, who are in need, both to, both to, the, to provide them with the money to pay for food and, and, if necessary, to provide them with the money to pay for housing. So just as people aren't starving and therefore it isn't justifiable for them to go and um, steal food from a shop, uh, people are not in a position where their only alternative to um, sleeping rough is to squat. Ruben, can I just ask you, if we didn't really need to go down this road of criminalising squatting, um, what do you think, that, what's the big picture, what do you think is happening here? Why do you think that we are paying so much attention to this issue? <laughs> um, I think that 
the fact is that we're in extremely difficult economic times with people facing massive job losses, with cuts to benefits. Um, the whole country is in an economic crisis. And I think that groups such as squatters and such as travellers as well provide a, a convenient scapegoat in times of difficulty at which people can challenge, channel their their um, their hatred, basically. And uh, I think that what... You know what we're going to see over the coming months is more and more people facing housing insecurity, facing losing their homes, um, and this is a completely inappropriate time to start attacking one of the last means that those people can use to keep a roof over their heads. And very, just very quickly, if legislation is passed, do you think it will work? I'm afraid, no, I don't think it will. Um, I mean, we can see the situation in Scotland. It's been criminal to squat in Scotland for a very long time. And, of course, people continue to squat because people will squat as long as they need to put a roof over their heads and there are empty buildings in this country. Shiv, quick word from you. Do you think it will work? I mean, I think you probably end up with a... It depends really... Actually, the consultation ends, as I said, October 5th. And it really depends on then what the government then comes up with a law. One of their favoured proposals is to make trespass illegal that will have massive implications, not just for squatting, but for everything, and uh, will surely result, yes, in, in lots more people in prison. If that's what the government wants, then that's what they'll get. Harry, will we be in a manifestly different position in a few months' time? Well, I hope so. I hope the law, I hope the law is made clear. I think the message should be that anybody thinking of um, squatting or engaging in um, trespass or in um, breaching the property rights of somebody else, that that's, that they don't, that that's the wrong course to take it's it's foolish for them to do it from their own point of view it's it's um it's morally wrong and it's already legally wrong and it's about to be made even more um clearly legally wrong and that the message will be that the that the law will be enforced well thanks everyone that's uh, certainly an emotive subject but that's all we've time for my thanks to shiv malik harry fibbs and reuben taylor the producer of this guardian focus podcast was peter sale i'm hume Yor. thank you for listening downloads go to guardian.co.uk forward slash audio.